International. What is up, Ape Town? Uh, today we are discussing. Uh, Did you have to look it up. <laughs> well, I don't know what year it came out. That's okay. what I want to look up. Uh, 2014's Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. The penultimate. Oh my gosh! And as always. Rudely being interrupted by Ethan Busey Billups. (laughs) (laughs) Ethan Comatose Billups. I'm so I'm always so tired now. I'm just always tired. The irony: working at a coffee shop makes you tired. Well, you know, you have to work early hours. (laughs) And then, of course, with the sharpest of quips <laughs> yeah like a bowling ball over here bezo yeah. Busey billups <laughs> nice to meet you good to be back another ape town glad to be here another ape town ape yeah. town 12 what if that was like a big reveal and people were like wait bezo and ethan are, are brothers, brothers yeah right, we're saving that for the for the 10 year episode the big reveal <laughs> nice <laughs> the 10th year we're doing dawn of the planet of the apes today that's what we're doing this is the penultimate show this is the show that we might have one more but (laughs) the last of the movies we've made it all the way through we're almost there we're there we're well we're not there this one's good we still have a we still have to go to the movies to see Yes. The new one. Yeah, what this is all Rise. building up to, but this is the final crescendo. It's pretty crazy that this movie came out three years ago. Yeah, it feels more recent, don't you think? I don't I don't know. I, I Well, because it's been a long time, you know, it's a pretty big gap of time between yeah. the la- this one, the Dawn, and uh-huh. now War. What year was Dawn? 14. Okay, and then uh, what year was... Um, uh, the, the rise. I think it was like 2012 or something like that. They've taken it, like three years three year between gaps. each one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Which? What does that mean? <laughs> How many it. will we get? <laughs> we do the math, and uh, we got ten more before we all. It dead. was. It was nice. 2011. Yeah. You think they'll? Uh, do you really think this next one is the last one? I want more. Do you I really want... think I'm only going to live to sixty? <laughs> you did the wow, math. You did the math right there. Huh? Speaking of which, thanks for the birthday wishes, <laughs> guys. Happy birthday! Thanks, fans. <laughs> I, I hope that the next. I thought I my I hope that this is a trilogy and that uh, they do another trilogy. Only it's set in the future. Well. The further in the future yeah like 3,000 yeah. years in the future because I'm thinking based off this that the next one is uh, Woody Harrelson is the 
Woody Harrelson is the troops that are coming in. Yeah, well, that's that's what this one sets up is the yeah. is the actual war, and so yeah. there seems to be at least in one of the trailers that we saw. Uh, don't spoil the latest one. I've heard the latest one has multiple multiple spoilers. Yeah, but uh, this one ends with a an impending military action, a, yeah. the war itself, and uh, that must be who uh, Woody Harrelson is taking the lead on. That must be. Must be. That's my guess. All right, so where are we on this, y'all? Y'all saw wait, this. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Beep, 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 Okay, so I'm reading some website that kind of seems like it might be just a pulpy, total garbage website, but it does say that it doesn't look like this is going to be the last movie. That's what I've heard. I've heard I've heard five. You're going to milk it for four or five. So they're saying that... Uh, apparently at Comic-Con last year, mm-hmm. uh, they hinted that this would be the end of the Caesar arc, hmm. but that they're going to continue on the series. So a bright eyes arc, a blue eyes arc. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. was kind of what I was thinking that maybe like his son then will be, yeah. and maybe, uh, yeah, I don't know. Wow. Wow. I mean, that's fucking crazy, guys. I got a burp and yawn at the same time. Gross. <laughs> I'm so weird. Yeah, it's I'm an ambidextrous bowel movement. So, Here, uh, <laughs> here's the thing about this movie. We'll, we'll start from the top and kind of work our way through, but I want to jump to the end real quick. Of course. Uh, so it ends... And it seems like the ending would be a good place if they wanted to go in a different direction mm. to have had that dude and his Alexander and his family, Carrie Russell and weird looking boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, to why wouldn't they all just leave together? And then that's where you can have like what happens in the fifth movie, the fifth movie mm. of the original series. Where it's like humans and apes are working together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, uh, the. Uh, who knows? I mean, maybe, maybe we see some of that in the next movie where there's a. Uh, it's a little more commingled. Uh, I don't know that there's going to be enough time. So this movie takes place bare minimum ten years after the James Franco movie. Why are we going with 10 years? Because he specifically says in the beginning of the movie that they had not Ah. seen humans Mm. in 10 years. So bare minimum. On the contrary, he says that there were 10 winters and they haven't seen humans in the last two. Oh, oh, okay. But you're right. That still is at bare minimum a 10 year spread. Which it's probably Mm. actually longer than that just because. So much has happened. So much overgrowth has happened. So much desolation has happened. Yeah. Which makes me wonder if uh, if we're to imply, I, mean, I don't know what the average lifespan is of a of we, an ape. I, I chimp fact this yes. in an earlier episode. Okay. <laughs> I don't recall. Chimps in uh, natural habitat yeah. live to be about 30 or 40. Whoa. Chimps in... Uh, uh, cages cages well not cages artificial, rude, artificial like, habitats yeah like sanctuaries and shit can yeah. live to be like 60 oh wow Whoa. fascinating yeah okay. but that's chimps specifically i don't know about mm-hmm. orangutans and, and gorillas yeah okay well i just want to gorillas i want to i just want to make sure my brain can go up be okay with another 10, 15, 20 years have having had passed. Okay, well, here's the, the other thing mm. where it gets complicated, too, is that Caesar 
had like heightened growth as a result That's of that right. medication. So he might have some mm. uh, Wolverine kind of anti-aging things going on. Right? right, right. Like he could maybe only be... Yeah, who knows? Plus, you know, if that's just the age of normal apes, like in captivity, yeah, like these souped up apes probably have longer mm. life. Makes you know? sense to me. I mean, but even if I can you get fall off the that. timeline, he's still only what, like twenty five, maybe twenty five between twenty five and thirty five. Yeah, yeah, probably even younger than that. He could be younger. I don't. I don't think he was in his teens when oh. he was in the first movie. You think he was barely five, ten years old? Yeah, like that. that makes sense. I'm with you. Like on that. I could see him easily being under ten, and then yeah. this movie, he's like twenty. Yeah, I get that. Now that now that you say that, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't find any markers, anybody saying it's been this long since the disease, or I didn't catch yeah. any dates written on a calendar or anything, so no. I don't know if the film is supposed to, um, has ha- was intentionally tried to hit, hide that from us. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know why they need to, like, point that out either, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the story's like, I don't know. It is also interesting, like, I, I guess I like i i remembered part some parts of this movie but it's interesting watching it now because there's like so many well like the walking dead like there's so many shows that are about like that like post apocalyptic kind of thing yeah like not even like apocalyptic but like what happens after like society crumbles right. there's like so many shows that use that as like their setting as a backdrop yeah. but all of those shows like the walking dead and i guess fear the walking dead like in those shows they use that as like a crutch almost uh, to like constantly perpetuate like drama. the shitty humans like other factions coming in and fucking each other over yeah and it's interesting that seemingly those humans haven't really had to deal with that. Not yet anyway. Right. Because there's still resources to use and it's not, they're not completely resource starved and killing each other over those limited resources. But what also is kind of, okay, this, I like a lot of this movie. And again, this is like really well done fan service. Uh, like there's a lot of really great homages in this movie, but the thing that really bothers me, and I guess I just didn't realize this when I first saw the movie, the entire premise of introducing the humans to the apes is fucking stupid. Really? Yes. I don't know. I may have to argue counterpoint. You're in. Okay. All right. Go go for it. The reason why the humans run into the apes is because they want to try and get this dam up and running right. for electricity. This okay. damn dam. Okay. They are still in San Francisco, still in the Berkeley area. Why haven't they considered solar energy? That would be so much easier and in 10 years you could have easily gotten the that in place. And I guarantee that there are places in that area. I know for a fact that there are places in that area that use solar energy. This is Donna's ability to take a microscope to a dust particle and go, what the fuck is this dust particle doing right here? <laughs> Think about it. Because the wind speed, air velocity of that vent, hey. there's no way that there's dust particle I mean, there if, the ceiling fan, if the ceiling fan is going. Because if the Man. ceiling fan was off, I wouldn't have an argument. But come on. Dude, I'm just saying, you know what? Some of us are people that see the vegetation and they're like, this is Man. clearly California. And some of us 
so we're just like those trees look great. I, I have no problem with that being the reason why they have to go into I don't, the, into that north. You're willing like to suspend California. your disbelief. Well, it doesn't. Yeah. It, okay. It doesn't bother me so much that it makes me hate the movie, but it's it's very very stupid. That's so. I don't know. I don't know dumb. enough about solar power to judge whether or not they could. Have you generate, taken a look at our fucking neighbor's house? Juice that they could like, you know, live on, you know, this dilapidated technology or whatever, and still be able to be be okay. Totally. Maybe. You totally. I don't know. I don't know. Well, you know, you heard it here yeah. first, folks. <laughs> totally. Actually, you know what? If you if you agree with me. <laughs> Go ahead and tweet us, or if you disagree with me, I'm just kind of yeah. curious to see what the read is from people. But yeah. it's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I can think of, and, and from a writing standpoint, I can think of stupider reasons why you want to try to get the humans to interact with the apes uh, on accident. Like mm-hmm. uh, yeah. you know, you could come up with, well, they uh, there's a special kind of tree that they need to log. You know, like right, that's right, really right. stupid or. Um, they heard that there's a beacon on this side. This is the only way to get there. You right. Know, like, I mean, you can come up with. A, I think as this is the this is not a bad reason to pro, to propel the characters into that that situation. And not not only that, but I think it's also uh, it comes with its own dramatic energy because Koba's right. If they develop, if they go to the dam, and if they get it on, it only makes them stronger. Which is again yeah, furthering it has no this entang- to- it, it, it further it entangles this conflict between yeah. should we help, should we not help, do we trust, do we not trust? So I think it's a, it's not just a believable and what well, I would go with believable. It also creates this. Uh, it, it, it 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 keeps the momentum of the dramatic stuff between the two. Here's okay. Here's another positive that I will give it is that. Uh, Ah, fuck. (laughs) Uh, First off, are you really stretching to find positive things about this movie? No, no, no. I just mean about the concept of water. Like, it's so much more... It's so much easier for me to buy into the water theory, like the dam principle, uh, (laughs) if it were in a place that was slightly more remote or had shittier weather. Yeah. Or or doesn't have... I mean, if it's more remote, it wouldn't have access... They wouldn't have access to solar energy but i know that there are is fucking solar shit going on there so so if there was one throwaway line about how the solar power is only making up five percent of our energy we need more you'd be like okay at least they like said at least they acknowledged it Uh, yeah or something i don't know i just it's just like such a there should be an inter- a small little cabal of inter- uh, energy commission of the humans yeah. That, yeah. Uh, that decided that this is necessary. Or like, uh, oh, fuck, like, uh, damn, it would have been so much better if the solar panel <laughs> store wouldn't have burned down the second that we yeah. got this disease. You know, like, even that, I would be like, all right, you know what, that's fine. Uh, at least they, at least they, yeah. they, they some recognize. Everyone knows that solar panels are extremely flammable. Yeah, I mean, solar panel definitely does seem a little bit easier. Maybe. Maybe. Confirmed easier. (laughs) Uh, Have you guys seen this movie since the the theatrical? No. No. I haven't either. And if I remember correctly, I think we saw this in the theater together. Maybe. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Because I remember Brett was there, and I don't (laughs) see a lot of movies with Brett by myself, and normally when I'm hanging with Brett and hanging out with you guys. Yeah, I was trying to think about that while we were watching the movie. I was like, I know that I saw this in the theater, and I remember where I was sitting in the theater, but I, and I know Ethan was with me. It's a slaughter lane. But I can't remember who else it was. Yeah, I think it was slaughter. 
water. Because we were sitting in a theater where you and I were on the left-hand side up against the wall. Yeah. Uh, that's right. Because <laughs> there was a group of, there were two groups of us that were split up and we had to connect after the movie was over. I think it was almost like we didn't, we, we obviously, we made different plans to go see it at the same time. Mm-hmm. It was something like that. But I just remember very specifically afterwards, Brett saying, what did what you know you ought, you know what the best shot of the movie was and I had the I had the tank thing in my head mm. and I couldn't answer fast enough it is like is the tank shot and I'm like fuck yeah of course it was <laughs> yeah the tank are you just shitting your pants right now yeah I don't mean to can you not shit upwind of me <laughs> I don't know how gross. wind goes <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, but I, I remember very specifically that 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 yes. conversation. That yes, we had. I remember that too. So that solves that. Anyway, I mean, tank shots good, dude. Fuck, it's, so it's so good. good, dude. Haven't seen this movie in three years. Well, yeah. I remember thinking it was good when I watched it. Yeah, this is incredible. Yeah, this is a fucking good movie. It is mm-hmm. a good movie. It felt longer this time. Yeah, uh, felt more epic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I was like I was like do we wa- are we watching the deluxe edition right now? I didn't I didn't take that at all. I thought really? I thought all the every scene was necessary, like even the small ones that you could, you know, bypass. They're just character creation stuff. I character development. I like that. Dude, uh, you smell. <laughs> Go away. You stink. The uh, okay, I'll leave. <laughs> you're too close to me. I, I really liked everything about this. I mean, I couldn't find hardly anything to like really take to take to you know take it to the knees or take anything. to yeah. Task. I mean, yeah. the only thing that I don't like is just that solar thing. I yeah. just that really bothers me. Yeah. yeah, the only thing I don't like is, I mean, everyone praises the the uh, motion capture. Yeah. <sighs> Dude, it's masterful. It's the, so good. The, those characters, the expressions on those apes, they they do the entire range of human emotion from sad, from anger, to guilty, to untrustworthy, to doubtful, to pain. Like, it's all there. And I it's unbelievable. It's, and it's in different faces. You can see all those emotions <laughs> in uh, Maurice versus Koba versus... I mean, it's... it's just cool. think, like, like, some, some of, is, it's quite, some of the it's CG... very much of an achievement. Some of the CG just takes me out. The only bad cg in this movie is the bear true the true. bear is not the bear good. Is, is, it's passable there's nothing it's not like the bear from the revenant but it's it's passable <laughs> i hated the revenant bear too. Yeah, I, <laughs> I just honestly movie. i i don't like cg it takes me out of movies it always has the last scene though like on his face like that is fucking that's the yeah. movie beautiful that's the movie taking itself by its balls and saying we're gonna put you up as close as we can and we still think this is believable you can and it see, works yeah you can see like his eyes are yeah, like the, the little, little, little like imperfections in the iris yeah it's yeah. fucking amazing that shit's crazy you're and, dumb and be the, by the way the movie ends and begins on the same shot a close up of mm-hmm. Caesar's eyes uh-huh. but now like when you think about it like what is he looking at at the very beginning well he's looking at this you know you, you just get, well no the, yeah. what he's looking at the beginning of the movie is you don't see it but you get it in retrospect is the, the landscape of the elks mm. that they're about to go hunt and uh, so that's what that is. But in the final shot, it's really what he's seeing is all of his people who uh, are now about to engage in war. And it's a, I, I just like that the idea that the more it zooms in, the more it kind of hides, but really emphasizes what he's looking at. Yeah. Do you guys know why they were hunting elks? Because they're omnivores. They eat. Uh, uh, they were trying to eat them? Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, that's Chimps why they got those, they got those fangs. Yeah. They got those big canines. They'll eat yeah. them. They'll eat an elk. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they brought them in meat. for food. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, because they don't capture one. Yeah, they do. They got a whole bunch of them. They drag them in at the into the into the thing. They got like a they're bringing them in like on oh really sleds of something. Maybe kind. I'm just missing everything. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're probably looking at your fucking phone. No, like, I was I'm, <laughs> not probably. If I had to go out on a limb, I would say, oh, were you asleep? No. Um, oh, so then you were looking at your phone is the thing. Apparently, you were building up stinks as well as you fucking smell. You might have fallen asleep for like five minutes. Oh God uh, damn it, Jesus, dude! I, I, I've been. Exhausted lately. Give me a break, all right? <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. I don't give a rat's ass. Uh, no, I, I I don't know. I hate to beat a dead horse, but I, I like I don't know. I I say it consistently. You know that is at least one thing. CG in any movie always takes me out, man. Especially when it's CG trying to like emulate something that's like real. It always takes me out. Like CG. Even like CG and like Star Wars, I'm like, ah, this is like some goblin thing that's not real. So it's kind of cool. CG and Warcraft, I'm like, these things aren't real. So that's kind of cool. So like CG of something real, I'm like, ah. And then especially like, because the practical so cool in the originals. Just go practical. Just go with costumes. You don't get nearly the expression, the range of expression going on in here in the, in the, pra- in the originals that you do in this. <sighs> The, see, the, the, the way I see it is that it's okay for the original, for example, to have the limited ranged uh, emotions for the, um, for, the, for, the, for the apes. Because he uses words? Because the movie is about ideas. It's not about the CG and how it looks and all that stuff. It's about the ideas that it presents. Yeah. And so you give a pass to all the other stuff because your mind is engaged in listening to the ideas and the debates and the discussions and what ifs. So mm-hmm. if it was about that's why I think the some of the later movies uh, think got missed got was wrong it was like oh well it's what well, they just want to see people in badass ape costumes like that's a big mm-hmm. issue with uh, the the Tim TV Burton show. one the mm-hmm. Tim Burton oh. one and uh, and it's not about that it's about the ideas that it brings up and this one has great concepts and ideas and conflict and and it has incredible CG that again I for the same reason I'm uh, I'm willing to let it slide because it's not about mm. it's not about the fact that okay that's clearly not a real person or uh, fern you know in that space but mm-hmm. it's still like the the facial expressions everything is very convincing and you get the emotions and, and it works yeah Uh, I think another scene that has like that really depicts the emotion really well is when Koba is like interacting the first and the second time that he's interacting with those soldiers. Yes, yeah. Because it's like you, he's acting, but you in the second scene you see him like there's like a plan. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. And the first scene, it's more like. He's acting. He's improvising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just like, fuck, like, how do I get out of this situation? Yeah. But the second yeah. time, it's like he's got, there's so much more, like, going behind his eyes. I don't know if you guys remember seeing him, but do you remember the weird, like, viral marketing campaign that they did for this movie? No. Uh, so they made, it was based off of those scenes. Um, but it was like, it was like, 
like weird like kind of guerrilla troops like in the woods Mm. like hanging out and it looked like it was like found footage and then like an ape like grabs the gun and just starts like shooting all around yeah and then they like just uploaded them to like youtube or something and then people were like what the fuck is this and it was for it was a planet of the apes plug i don't remember that really yeah i could pull them up after the show yeah let's watch that yeah they were they were really weird but they were based off kind of those scenes where he like interacts with them i think it was maybe some predecessors to those cool i like in this one how again like towards the end of the movie it there's i guess some of the other things that i don't like before i get into what i do like i do not like gary oldman's character i think that he's like obviously he's like the bad guy and you're not supposed to like him you know I didn't get that, but go ahead. Uh, but I don't like that there's there's a scene right after they get electricity, right after the dam's fixed, and yes. he grabs his iPad, and yes. the first image for five seconds is Army, so that it's like mm. setting you up for the rest of how his character is going to be. Okay, but uh, uh, on the flip side, that when I saw that shot, I was like, okay, I get it. The reason why this guy is in command is that he has a military background mm-hmm. and that has served him to help come into and, and to lead these people mm-hmm. that's what i got from that i think it's just stupid <laughs> <laughs> i don't like it because it's like you there, i feel like there's so many more clever ways that you could have done uh that you could have shown that he was military without it being so obvious I, that's see, too to that's me, so like you're fucking dumb and this guy's military uh, see, I, I think it's got a little more clever angle to it because the ipad doesn't work unless you have power and so the power has to come from the you know the actual turning of the dam which in, creates all this in it you know this new rise of hope for the humans to survive and the first thing he does he powers on his ipad to go reminisce on old pictures which he was probably wanting to look at beforehand but he couldn't because there was no juice so he goes to a private place and looks at the pictures and he's got a picture of him in the military but then he's looking at the pictures of his him and his kids which mm-hmm. are probably dead by now and it's the first time he's able to see them unless until the power came on which goes back to i think this pretty clever plotting with character development in that moment and he's not doing it around a bunch of his you know superior like it not superiors but like his second in commands watching him go through this moment he does it privately by himself i don't like it i, say, I, I would much rather there be like something in his room that you like see in the background and it's like if you pick up on that then you're like oh okay got it and then like someone else later on when they start going to like the weapon zone uh they could like someone could casually drop like a sergeant or whatever like salute him or something and it's like oh okay that just that would confirm it for everyone that didn't catch it in the beginning i that i do not like that i think you're 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 treading dangerous waters because all it takes is one guy at the beginning to you know to do some cheesy expositional dialogue about well he's has he well of course he's in command he's the he he used to be in the military you know like just some yeah but that's totally that is cheesy and shitty but on the same cheesy and shitty level of clearly he's going to look at pictures of his family like that that he couldn't do before right but I don't need to see that there's a picture of him in the military in order to get the appreciation of the family. That is important. That part is good. 
it's the military picture that's like shoving it in your face that he's military it treats the audience as stupid uh, it's very frustrating to me i think it would be yeah. much better to have something in the background and then ha- i don't i don't think that you need a scene of shitty dialogue like that i think it's very easy for someone and it's realistic that there would be someone else that he had been working with or maybe told that he was in the military or something or knew that because there's fucking thing in his room uh, that the- they salute him or whatever when he's going to the armory on the spectrum of shitty ways of introducing the fact that he has a military background this is the is not is not the most egregious I mean, there's so many other uh, more egregious ways of presenting that. And I, th- I think this is a yeah, good I've scene. Seen it I don't agree. I pretty think terribly. It's, yeah, so too. have I. But I think that that's just treating the audience really stupid. Wow, and I which think is it's unfair because it's the original series of this movie deals with upper echelon mm-hmm. smart shit. You know, I will say one thing about Gary Oldman's character. I don't think he's a good cast wrong <laughs> yeah i don't i don't like him you He's, need a great actor like that because he has so little to work with that you give him you give that role to gary gary Ullman so that it there, it actually feels like a real character of flesh and blood because he's on the screen for seven six minutes maybe yeah and uh you need somebody to bring character to those little tiny moments to believe that you yeah. know he has to be able to be commanding in that speech to the uh-huh. people he has to be the one who kind of breaks down when he first gets to see his kids yeah. on that in that scene and so that that builds up because of the one time that he has to detonate the thing by himself and kill kill himself there's believability there uh, and you need a powerful, a strong actor to be able to get there. So I'm all on board with Gary Oldman. Really? And I don't think he deserves top billing, but <laughs> I think that he gets, uh, he, he, I would put somebody with a high caliber, you know, persona. Yeah. In that, he just in that doesn't have the I weight of like a be leader. Oh, I didn't hear both of you guys at the same uh, time. What? Say that again. I was saying, I just don't think he has the like weight of like a leader leader. I think I Woody agree. Harrelson is going to have that. Oh, well, perhaps. Yeah. I think Idris Elba would have been better. <laughs> <laughs> they could say that about a lot of movies. Uh, yeah, totally. But he's exactly what you just described, though. Like, he is commanding and he can be emotional and there's complexity in his facial features when he's... No, I totally agree. I'm not I'm not second-guessing that. I think, yeah. I think you need a, a good, high-quality actor to do that. And I think uh, Gary Ullman can do it as well as Idris Elba as Stringer Bell. He just seems a bit weak. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. He just seems kind of passive in some of his decisions. I'm like, ah, like, why are you leading this whole, why does everyone, because like with Caesar, Caesar's so commanding. Well, and he's so thoughtful about his actions too, which like when, when the humans are first introduced, he's like, okay, I need a night to try and figure out like, what am I going to do? And he has to weigh his options. Yes. And then that keeps happening. He's constantly weighing his options and trying to figure out the best route. Whereas Gary Oldman's just like, we got to kill him. (laughs) We got to kill him. That's the only option. And I don't, I think it's unfair to people in the military to just say that all people involved with the military I think you, you're, you're oversimplifying what the film actually presents because the the film has, you know, yes, he's, he's eager to protect the people, but at the same time he says, okay, I'll give you, I'll give you the time to go see if you can negotiate peace with the apes. 
And so he lets that crew go out to do so. And he doesn't arm everybody until the apes come mm-hmm. and take over the armory. And so there's a real threat there. So then he comes up and says, okay, we have to fight hard. And then at that point, the the, di- the, the dice are rolled and war is on. And so he engages in this plot to, to blow up the silo. So I, I think it's... It's a little unfair to say that he is a, you know, a cold-hearted, uh, you know, bloodthirsty military commander in light of how it presents these op- obstacles to him. I, I think that he is that way, though. <laughs> I think <laughs> I he is that way. He's, I just don't, I, there's not, there's not, it's like nothing's ever gray to him. It's black and white and that's it. Like that's how his character is just designed is there's no the only time that you ever see any like range in emotion from him or like any heaviness to anything is that scene where he's looking at his family, which unfortunately is ruined by a plot device to force you to understand that he's a military person because the audience is too stupid to pick that up in any (laughs) other way. (laughs) I find that absurd. Uh, I, I just think that like. I don't know. I just, I think that there are other, I, I, I just, I don't know. There's like some scenes where I just feel like he's too, like he st- doesn't even acknowledge that Caesar can speak despite the fact that he has seen him speak. Like he can't even acknowledge that. That's weird. That's like not a good quality and a leader that you're like so pussy that you can't even admit something that happened not only in front of you but in front of all of the people that you're in charge of happened so the the only and maybe this ties into what you're saying um there's a um and i I talked about this i think when we were talking about rise is that uh, there is a very big sort of philosophical um, discussion that the very first movie brings up that is revisited on occasion in the, in the following films, but certainly so far has not been, uh, has not been approached by uh, the later uh, movies is that when, um, when they encounter in, in the first movie, when Taylor talks, it's, there is a, it creates, it creates a philosophical problem before the apes because the only if the humans are stupid and dumb and are and they're okay being slaves but as soon as they talk that means they're that means they're maybe maybe they have reason if they have reason then they have a soul and if they have souls and we can't imprison them and that means we can't that means we have to give them the ability to be good and bad like it it challenges all these undertones and so um, that angle of and that's why it needs to be apes this movie doesn't need to be apes. And here's what I mean by this. You could take the entire structure of this entire movie and and instead of it human and apes, you could have it Western civilization and indigenous people. And it could it could be the same kind of movie. How I can't like you could you can imagine like taking all the plot points outside of the technological breakdown and everything, but you can imagine a version of this happening in the New World where the the apes are symbolically you know, represented by the Native Americans, and some speak. You speak our language. And, oh, we didn't think you could do that, um, and you have to traipse through their land to get the power. And do we fight the uh, this invading army first because you know, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So it this movie. Uh, uh, 
Cut. Sounds like you're describing the plot to Cannibal Holocaust. <laughs> I haven't seen that, so I don't know. Uh, but uh, the point is, is that uh, uh, the only f- maybe because they were focused maybe more on something that's uh, because it's not necessarily so much tied to the ape human dynamic, the animal human dynamic that the first one captures. When that scene happens, when they talk. Yes, they pay homage to it. Yes, there's unbelievability, but certainly not the impact that it has in the first movie and then the third movie, I believe. Um, so uh, maybe that could be a strike against it. But I feel like the movie's not trying to lay heavy into that into the into that argument. Is much more interested in kind of d- this dynamic between tribalism and trust and how that inevitably leads to conflict. I remembered something while you, you had that monologue there. You're uh, welcome. <laughs> Where's uh, my, where, put, be sure to add an applause track right there at the end of my deal. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. Okay, so this is, I, and I, I think my issues all kind of can be tied together, which is why all of these maybe minor things seem minor. But once you start thinking about it from my perspective it makes a a lot more sense so again what is where gary Ullman's character is shitty and why he's wrong for the part is directly attributed to what i was saying previously where there had to have been other factions that were trying to attack them like the entire reason aside from the disease the entire reason why the earth is decimated is because people were rioting. That's the last glimpse that you get of human civilization before we cut to the actual movie and we're seeing the ape shit. Okay. So there's, there's just no way that, that, that there weren't riots. And you're saying that this dude, this dude was the best possible leader out of all of yeah, these people should have been the rock but he's like <laughs> really uh, he's not commanding enough it's like he mm. doesn't he's not the way that he thinks about things isn't right for it's not correct for the person that should have been the one that's in charge given what probably led them to having yeah. that as their stronghold or collecting all these people or whatever. I think, I think uh, that is, I don't think he's, I, he's either, he either needs to be commanding or he needs to be like conniving and he's neither. Right. Of those, he needs yeah. to be like super militaristic because that would make sense. Right. He's like, really, it's like very like you have your role, you know, like Negan or something from the walking dead, or he needs yeah. to be more like Rick, which is like, a dude that, which is kind of like Caesar, you know, like yeah. a dude that's Smart, like thoughtful, thoughtful and tries to so. weigh his options, but will also fuck you up if he yeah. needs to. But he doesn't really show. I and think. again, it may be an issue. I, I think it's an issue with two things. It's an issue with him not having enough screen time for how much levity or like how much weight he has right. for the decisions that he gets to make for these people that's a part of the issue and then also i think that the time that he does have on screen his lines are like they don't he's just i don't know if it's him or if it's the script but like he's not i i i have to i I hate to hate hate to take opposition but i i like this 
version of that character that he doesn't fall into the i would say the trappings of being you know the uh the the general without an army kind of persona uh the you know the the typical you know hyper masculine leader male who's domineering and to a fault and so on i like that they chose a route and that oldman presents this character who um maybe in another setting would not have been the default leader but through whatever this situation is has put himself there and he knows how dire the situation is and he knows how and maybe secretly how hopeless everything is and has this seed of doubt that seems to permeate him i i I, here's the other issue though i'm sorry I know you're just going to say that you oppose me again. I wrote up, but here's the thing. The other issue is that the dude that plays Alexander, Jason Clark or whoever the fuck, he is commanding and you can see that he has levity and, or again, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. He has, he's like, thoughtful in what he's doing and Mm -hmm. he's trying to like tiptoe along these really difficult to uh, navigate this little tightrope and it's like why is he feeling more of the weight than this dude is what was the situation because they even say like you and i built this thing together and it's like well why the fuck is he the one that's in charge when he clearly his i his means of getting the things is not the means that a large group of scared people would be into. I I find this whole weird thing kind of fascinating because I bought all of this. I bought into Mm -hmm. it. I liked the way they presented it. I thought the characterizations were accurate. I didn't see a whole lot of bullshit in the, uh, you know, characters thinking one thing and then two seconds later acting in contradiction to that. Uh, I, I, I was on board and I didn't see, um, the anything that said to me like this is this is a totally unrealistic I mean outside of you know the whole the, I mean you buy into the fantasy you know the the premise of the movie mm-hmm. um, but I, I, I didn't see any of that and I, I it's I find it a little I'm a little cu- off caught off guard that that has been such a, a, a for both of you uh, a, such a point of contention well it's just I feel like there's this movie is really good. Like we're, we're, I, or me, I guess I'm (laughs) fixating on this point. I mean, you're fixating just on the opposite side of it, but we're fixating on this point, but this is like the biggest issue aside from the solar panels (laughs) of the entire film. It's very, very good. Aside from everything is so strong in the movie, which makes this, Oh, like it's not, it's not terrible. It doesn't make the movie, you know, not five star or four and a half stars or whatever it just it's I, I, I glaring sus- because of how good the movie is i suspect i mean my my personal opinion is that uh you're bringing a little um uh uh um you're bringing a little to, a, a little something to it that i don't think is intended and I think they purposely went around that, and I think what they presented was completely consistent in that world and, and everything. What do you mean? What am I going around? I don't understand. Well, uh, saying that you want this character to be like, it would be very easy to 
to write him as this commanding military leader. I don't want that, though. That's know, not what I'm asking let, for. Let me finish. Yeah. Well, you keep saying that I want that, and I don't. Okay. I, I know, want to make I, that abundantly I know, clear. but I'm, I'm, I'm going in one direction. Uh, it, it would be easy. <laughs> the band. It would be easy. Yeah, right. It would be easy to write him as a super commanding military leader such that when he acts frivolously and, and, um, and puts his people at risk, it's an easy parallel to draw like an attack against the military and it's non-thinking whatever. Uh, I, I, I like that they avoided that. There's Clearly there was a discussion had at the beginning or in the screenplay process of how are we going to present this character and they specifically said we don't want to go that route. We want something more nuanced. We don't want to to put him in that character, uh, that characterization that is easy to fall into, fall a trap into. It's like um, uh, the, you know, like the bad guys in the third movie who, who, who tend to fall into that. I can't remember like the characters' names who are, you know, who, or the, who's obviously leading the charge and, and, and beating up all the apes and everything. Uh, like it's so single-minded without any kind of nuance that it's easy to say, okay, what's well, obviously a, per, uh, a, a projection of this kind of thought process. Whereas here you have a real character and he's nuanced and they avoid that pitfall. And I, I appreciated that. And I thought, what they did worked out and if i I have a sense that you're bringing an idea of like well it should be more like this uh and i was like okay no it's fine what they brought in was good i don't think so okay but what about the rest of this new movie? I'm pissed right now. <laughs> I'm pissed. I feel so like I'm not being Gary listened Oldham. to. No, I, I hear you. I, I'm just trying to, in my head, I'm trying to rationalize where that's coming from because I don't think it's in the it's in the material. But hey, that's that's me trying to rationalize my point of view. I don't know. He was my. I mean, he was my issue when I first saw the movie too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I definitely think like for that kind of role. I mean, just even based off of what we see of like. Uh, just Woody Harrelson so far he looks like <laughs> yeah no it just looks more badass but like the whole thing with with him is he seems like where you're like he's nuanced I, th- I think where you can view him as nuanced I think I view him as a plot device like he, the, he, his character the only point to him is to blow up the silo and like he could be extinct from the movie aside from that and it would be fine like he doesn't really do any he doesn't like hype up people to shoot all like he's just like he's just the only reason he exists is to blow up the silo at the end also another thing too like yeah, I, I like I don't think that he needs to be super militaristic and in fact I don't think that that even makes sense and again in the setting. Like it doesn't make sense. He's too old so he wouldn't and he's military so he wouldn't be a part of the CDC. Like he wouldn't have been in charge of that area for um uh what a, what is it called? Um when they like keep the people in quarantine. a specific quarantine. Yeah, yeah, quarantine. Yeah, um like he wouldn't have been put there in charge of quarantine. So it's like, okay, there's this ex-military dude that's living in like Berkeley, like the Bay area. And he, like his idea as someone with like military training, his idea is to go towards this area where the monkeys all ran away from everything. Like there's a lot of weird things things that don't make sense for me for his backstory of how he got there well it's been however many maybe 10 plus years of course since the fall of everything and now it's just them going to a place where they believe they can get more power Mm. and it 
obviously it's in that right but i mean i'm assuming like i would say most of the people that i know that like have any kind of military experience are also pretty good at just like living on their own and like doing their own thing maybe he was like I don't know like maybe he was just an engineer and he like made tanks except that that picture that they show clearly for a plot device he's in the desert in scrubs or whatever i will will tell you one thing i do want to i do want to rewatch it now under the the eye of viewing him as like a nuanced character because like the first time i saw it i was like oh bad cast and then this time too i just i can't shake it so i i need to i think i need to rewatch it under the intention of viewing him as a nuanced character and i don't know why i can i can't but you can i, I just I don't, I don't know why we pick up on different things yeah but yeah 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 that i mean that's always been my whole problem let's talk about a scene that i really like go for it when they turn on the power and that 76 lights up, <laughs> that scene and, is and so the, cool. And the band is t- t- yeah. played. It, yeah. looks like, uh, it looks like The Last of Us. Yeah, it looks like the Pizza Planet, I don't know, in Toy Story. <laughs> I don't know. I... Uh, yeah, I like I like weird, like, dilapidated product, uh, product placements all mm-hmm. the time. Should have done more of that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The movie is really good. Like the only, I think the only reason I'm hypercritical of it is because there's like a couple things where I'm like, that's it's not perfect yet. Okay. I, I I thought that problem I had way more often in Rise than yeah. than in this one. Yeah. Like I saw the you could see the flaws in Rise all the time, especially every time it cuts away from Caesar and the Apes. But it's so much fun. I'll tell you something that's interesting. The very first thing that starts off is this, you know, the, the little collage sequence of, you know, showing the the spread of the simian flu and and so on. And I remember thinking, "Damn, this something like this should have been the end of the first movie." And then, oh, to like get you on edge, like cliffhanger you? Like the end of the first movie should have been the spread of the flu. Yeah. You know? People start coughing up and blood. And I was like, but then I was like, you know what? That movie is not good enough to earn that ending. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like you couldn't, I was like, like fan editing, like you tag that on like yeah. somehow to show us like it would never earn it. Yeah. And, uh, but the, the quality of this movie, it takes that scene and, and, and just goes with it. And I think you know what you could do? Hmm. You could do a fan edit. And because the doctor, scientist guy, animal handler boy. James Franco. No, no, no. The guy. Dicus Malfoy. Shut up. The patient zero. Yeah, yeah. He is sick Mm -hmm. when he's at the place. So you could just find other movies that have scientists type people in it and just show that they're coughing too. Like cut a couple of those in there and it's like done. (laughs) Yeah, cut something from a zombie movie where someone's like, oh, and then like throws up blood. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, 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 I definitely like. I, I like them. You know, I like the moving into the more kind of post-apocalyptic zone. I think it's a better feel. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I'm still gonna say I think they're gonna keep getting better. I think the next one is going to be significantly better than this one. Uh, this we l- haven't. I don't know. After watching this, I feel like the bar is pretty high. Like uh, a lot of the stuff is in, like even take Koba for example. Koba who's sort of a th- in part a throwaway character in the first one. Yeah, you know? he's good in this. But yeah. in this one, he's Caesar's second. Yeah. And, but he's horribly scarred by yeah. the humans, and in part deep. And now as a result, sort of 
is sort of traumatized by them. And so it's clearly that what he's been do- what's been done to him to him is an injustice and mm-hmm. evil. But instead of leveling the injustice against the, you know, the scientists who are doing this for him, which creates an interesting point I'll make in a, in a second. Um, he takes it out on all humans. And yeah. Caesar in part is, you know, passively is passively okay with that. Yeah. Uh, but until it gets to specifics, you know, Caesar at least no- understands that there's a difference in good humans and bad humans. Um but Koba is, uh, he, to him, he's a physical representation of, you can't deny the fact that I, I am, you know, I, I've yeah. been beaten up or I've been, you know, hurt by these people. And yet you side with them. Yeah. And so I can see the little, the little sort of, you know, push for him to end up being the kind of the, 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 the tyrant leader Tyrannous. that he comes out to be. Yeah. And, um, and so, uh, and I thought that was really interesting at the in the final conflict between him and uh, and Caesar. Um, there's a line that Caesar says to him that uh, that Koba deserves to be in a cage. Yeah, which that's is a good one. That's fascinating because if you're kind of of the mindset that Koba was made evil by the abuse that he took. Yeah. then it kind of like does where did he cross the line because like yeah. at some point you want to be understanding and say no he's a product of an environment but now caesar is stepping out and saying no yeah. there is no forgiveness here you deserve you should be in a cage yeah well i think i mean i think it's based around just the fact that he he had to kill his own kind in order to, to project his motive yeah like he created a false storyline in order to project his own motive which is an excellent it's an excellent play it's very it, it's very a shakespearean yeah 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 i love i love that 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 was one of my favorite parts like when i first watched this movie is like how he shoots him from like a guarded standpoint and yeah. then and then every and then it just creates this wild chaos for the next like you know twenty minutes and it's awesome it's so good yeah um, it's Caesar like what? literally yeah, like yeah, I yeah, said yeah, when yeah, he exactly. like <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 <laughs> yeah it's uh, I don't know it's it's really good it's uh, it's I don't know it's one of my favorite things because then when I remember the first time I saw it when they find him and he's still alive I'm like whoa I didn't see it come in yeah yeah because I was like oh he's dead yeah for sure yeah. yeah well also though I mean that's another one of those moments that uh, I mean there's a lot of them in this one but that's another fan service moment you just he he's dead now like the sun dies mm-hmm. the other one and yeah. then uh yeah and then like at the end too um with uh god damn it what's his name now kubo cabo cabo wabo cabo wabo jimmy buffett no, no, you said Panama. it wrong so many times i can't remember it yeah. kubo yeah whatever uh, eruption he koba koba there it is he uh Cuba good. He um Cuba pudding. Okay. At the end when he's dangling from the the thing in the tower. Yes. Um which is just like that like all of that last chunk is all just like shit pulled from the original movie like the bomb of course is like the second one mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. then you have him dangling from the thing which is the same thing that happens in the fifth movie at yes, the end yes, you know yes um but it's just i don't 
I don't know. I like that. I really like <laughs> the philos- There's another interesting philosophical argument there that that uh, Caesar makes or the movie makes is when the reasoning why he is okay with dropping Koba to his death is not because uh, the way he, he saves the violation of the rule, apes don't kill apes, it's, is saying he's not an ape. You're not an ape. Because you've killed an ape, therefore you've lost your ape status. Yeah. Therefore, now I can kill you. Yes, and feel vindicated because I'm not killing an ape. It's the same idea of like, it's the same idea of like, uh, like people, like soldiers in war where they're like, I'm an animal. So that's why I'm allowed to kill now. Well, it's uh, the same thing that they try to do and fail at in the fifth movie. And we talked about that when we talked, when we did the fifth movie that there it's like there's something missing from that scene because they just aren't eloquent enough to have that yes. conversation and yes. this is that conversation yes yes i i like that the the movie knows that it's blurring the lines of these more it's giving it's making it more giving the morality yeah. tale of saying you can't just build a society and say you can't apes don't kill apes yeah it's not that simple because as soon as conflict begins to arise that then that creates competing interests and competing incentives and eventually that will lead to people killing each other yeah i even liked that there's this moment and it's it's sort of lost i think and maybe perhaps intentionally uh but when they finally revisit the old house that he grew up in with james franco uh one of the human character asks uh caesar who is this person you know the james franco character and he says he's a good man like you mm-hmm. never mind that he you know his renegade scientific science uh you know caused uh, the caused destruction, destruction of, of the humankind yeah. he's literally worse than hitler like literally and and he's a good man so yet there's that conflict that i, I mean well actually the film never do- the, the film dodges because technically it was a scientist he it was patient com- zero he's complete now he's completely reckless in making this thing and, and aerosoled it and, yeah. and 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 everything like i mean it's 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 clearly you know, he's the one who snuck the empty things. It's definitely back to Franco's his house fault. Where, yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. I don't. I don't agree with you guys. I don't agree with you at all. He's it's the, the corporation's r- fault because oh, no, well, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Because that guy. <laughs> okay. Him back. No, there's two major things that happen that set this off. He he's sneaking the shit around and he's working on it on his own and he's testing it on his dad, which could have been kept solely to the house. The issue is that the uh dude the general the ceo guy right he comes down and sees how successful it is and he pushes manufacturing fucking way forward okay but all of that was housed in the building until uh james franco pockets a few of the aerosol ones and stores them in his unsecured fridge Mm. incorrect because the one that got infected because possibly nothing could have ever happened with those. This is a real Schrodinger's cat moment. But, <laughs> Schrodinger's cat. <laughs> but the yeah. scientist gets blasted in the face because Kubo, Kobo, Koba, <laughs> Koba. is... Cuba pudding. <laughs> is 
fucking ultra aggressive. So right. really, whose fault is it? It's Koba, and it's always been his fault that from the beginning. So Koba up. didn't develop this <laughs> thing. I know, I'm joking, yeah. but it's clearly the scientist's fault. Yeah, yeah. That's not James Franco. That <laughs> is James Franco. It's uh, also the fault of corporations, uh, because corporations are evil. That's you know, true. But James Franco's reckless ambition of creating this product. Yeah. And he does have some reckless abandonment. Yeah, no, so. because you can see the thing fucking spread the second that scientist dude goes to his house and then coughs in the face of another dude I know but the accelerated use of putting it to human trial is all on James Franco's hand no Mm. it's not I don't agree that's the CEO dude's fault Uh, Uh, James Franco was the first person that tested it on a human right but a human that just lived in his house and then would have just died that well did just die there John like Dezamo nope Lithgow so at the very least he's morally culpable he's in the moral culpable circle of yeah, this definitely. of the yeah. of the destruction of humankind i don't <laughs> i don't think so i think he's in the inner circle so you okay yeah. all right all right let me ask you another question so the person that made that invented a bomb oppenheimer <laughs> is he to fault for the way that it was used okay uh so Robert Oppenheimer. See, the thing is, is that oh god, so the Manhattan Project, the Manhattan yeah, Project. See, like three so, hours it, about it. I know the, I, the, the invention of the bomb was inevitable. Yeah. But the invention, the reckless abandon of using uh, aerosol uh, anti-Alzheimer <laughs> gas, that, necessar- that wasn't necessarily inevitable. But did he come up with the idea and make it aerosol, or did the fucking doc, the boss man? I don't recall. I don't know. It, it's not said. So who knows? <laughs> well, by your, by, yeah, that is true. By your logic, I mean, James Franco isn't to blame by the Oppenheimer rule because it's James Franco invented it, but it was how it then became deployed. Well, no, I mean, in the case of the bomb, we, uh, with, we, 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 there's been no uh, un- <laughs> We haven't had nuclear war yet, so to to our, so, so so far. Right, see that's in Japan. So far, okay. yeah, that's true. Hey, they started it. Whoa! <laughs> wow! I take bees. So Jeez, there hasn't please. been nuclear holocaust yet, so we can say that. Uh, I mean, that that as opposed to being, we haven't been completely reckless in a. Wow, well, and you don't believe the in the holocaust either, Bezo? Well, You're lighting I mean, all the yeah, fucking skeletons out your closet, bud. <laughs> the uh, but the I think it was treated. It was obviously. Uh, 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 um, part of he was definitely played a big role. Okay, all right. So Fo- follow anyway, me. Follow on, me for a on, moment. Hold on. All I'm saying is that there is moral ambiguity that the film introduces and so much so that if I think it even misses some of the ambiguity that's even there and that scene represents it. my okay my my boss works me so hard I don't I work 80 hours a week because he's got me on this project, right? I'm fucking sleeping at the office if I can sleep. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm fucking, I guess, is I what guess, I'm I, guess, I, guess <laughs> I don't know where this thought experiment All right, okay. <laughs> I didn't know you were his boss. <laughs> he f- makes me work so much and I finally am going to go home but I'm exhausted. I'm overworked. I'm just exhausted. Oh, I see While I'm driving home, I kill a kid that's yeah. crossing the street. Yeah. Who's responsible? You are. You killed a kid. That's not true. Because what happens is if, if for instance, 
example under under law under texas law uh, uh, if you go to a bar and a bartender gets you drunk and then you drive home drunk and kill someone, the bartender mm-hmm. is partially responsible for that. Yeah, death. that's always been a weird thing. I, I, that's a gray line of morality. It is, but that's the same kind of thing that happened in that situation. Okay. James Franco so at is at the very least, this. you say it's gray. <laughs> I'm saying that it's great between the scientist that isn't James Franco and the CEO. And again, I will always blame, I will blame a corporation over anything else. But I I, I would have liked a little footnote that said he he is a good man. I mean, except for, you know, creating the one thing that destroyed all of human race. Other than that. A plus. Well, okay. You know what? So was Mangala, I guess. (laughs) Here's the other thing though. Caesar. But the point is you can do evil things with good intentions. Yeah, duh, dude. Okay. I'm sure Hitler. I know that Hitler had good intentions okay. with what he was trying to do. Here, okay, but here's the he thing. I know Hitler had good intentions. <laughs> well, he did because yeah, he was I trying think. to. No, no, no. You know what I'm saying. I'm of not course, talking. Of I'm course, fucking. Dude. Jesus Christ! Just fuck you. Defending Nazis. <laughs> I'm not. On the show. I I'll 100 am not. Listen, I'm just saying they might have done something. To uh, also, yeah, I'm Jesus. Yeah, Christ. that is disgusting. Look, uh, oh. I'm saying that he thought that. That. Yes. Anyway, in addition, uh, see what he was what also disillusioned. He was a disillusioned megalomaniac. Yeah. What does Caesar give a fuck about all the humans dying? Who gives a fuck? In Caesar's mind, good fucking riddance. You know, no, like Caesar has empathy. He does have empathy, but it was gone <laughs> this entire time until these this couple, this family strolled back into his life well i think that's interesting because i think caesar quietly had a a reserve knowing that some of the humans were good now most of the apes that he was hanging out with were imprisoned and tortured and were in the zoos and everything so it's not like he can take a stand there in front of all of them and just kind of debate with them and go look i know it kind of sucked for like you know for all of you guys but you know humans are somewhere okay like you can't really have that conversation and so when that final when this conflict arises because he's never really had that conversation with the people he is that much it's that much harder to keep a lid on everything yeah but i'm just saying like it's not like he would have been the one that would have been like oh by the way sorry that my owner he kind of made the boop boop and the bing bing (laughs) he would just be like yep i mean you know moving on i live in the jungle now and it's fucking tight like I, I live in a place where I belonged my entire life instead of being held hostage in a house that's too small for me even though it looks really <laughs> cute when he's running around. Yeah. It. Uh, well, you know what? You shouldn't keep large animals in your house. True. You know what, guys? Uh, if that, you live in it, Texas, go yeah. ahead and visit the Austin Animal Sanctuary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have it a question. Really I have a question. Um, do you think that him killing uh, Cuba Pudding, do you think any of that will will overflow into this third movie well at least philosophically at least like his perception among all the other apes i think i think the movie you think it washes its hands i have a spoiler about that i think uh, no spoilers for the third movie please uh uh, i haven't uh, watched the trailers uh, y'all pieces of trash have okay uh i feel like uh the movie so far is strong enough or the franchise is strong especially after this movie is is strong Mm -hmm. enough to say that yes there's got to be a small cabal of the apes who look at what Koba did and have reverence for it and say, look, you know, all things considered, you know, maybe I don't agree with the means, but the ends seem to have worked out. We got, mm-hmm. we toppled this human, uh, enterprise and, um, 
you know no so I'm I saying, think, I what think, I'm I saying is that's going to be a growing conflict what I'm though. curious is if if any apes are going to be because it seems like at the end they 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 after he kills Cuba <laughs> they, they 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 make like the weirdest noise like the whole group of apes make like a really bizarre noise that does that you never hear them make throughout the the all the other movies hmm. they'll make like this weird like and then like the, then they start like howling or whatever yeah and so it, like it always leads me to think like uh with the new movie are they going to tie that over where some apes are is there some apes that are maybe hyper pacifists or something where they're like you actually oh. killed an ape so now death to, ah, they, yes. like now caesar yeah like you can, you can say he wasn't like, an ape but come on let's be realistic here yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, i mean i mean i think with most franchises like we i don't know as looking at movies i think you know we pick apart minutiae and the reason franchises survive is because they just abandon any sort of minutia. Uh, on the contrary, I think that's why this uh, a lot of the um, a lot of this movie I think holds up is that you have to get into the minutia to find things that are problematic. Yeah. Whereas I don't think you have to dig that deep to find problems. For, with example, for Rise or some of the other you know for um, the the TV series that we saw. Yeah. Um, so I I think um, the the success of a big franchise is that the um, most of the minutia is accurate and and consistent. I like to think that the sound that they made after he died was like, because like you know how there is ex- like expressions in other languages like in a single word, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah. doki doki, like when, how your heart beats quicker when you see like someone that you have a crush on. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not necessarily the same thing as, like, butterflies or something. It's just, like, an expression that we don't have a word for. So, Uh. maybe, like, that sound is, like, their expression of, like, sadness for the loss of one of their own, but Mm. weighted sadness because they knew that he was bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, like, they're only, they, I mean, they have a language. And they haven't had to confront this kind of conflict yet. Right, right. So, it's kind of a new stage in this little micro society that they have to go through. And also, like, they're, you know, really respectful. Like, respect is something that's, like, really big to them and, Mm -hmm. like, ingrained in their, their society or their culture. And you even if someone shitty dies, you still need to pay respect to that person. Mm-hmm. So like that noise probably exists whenever anyone dies, but I think that the sound of it is probably dampened a little because he is a piece of shit. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. What do you think about that, Ethan? <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. I don't know. Wow. It's yeah. like for the next one. I, I, I'm on board. I think this is uh, the best movie, the best of the eight movies uh, outside of the original. Whoa. Yeah. I think that is very bold. Mm, I don't think so. I think that that's, the writing is great. The, 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 the conflict is great. What it milks it for from the beginning to the end mm-hmm. uh, is fantastic. Um, I will say it's two distinct worlds between of this franchise smell <laughs> so bad <laughs> two distinct worlds between the first one and this one i'm curious if the third one's gonna have that same i think i feel like it's gonna be more like the more like dawn and less like rise obviously hmm. yeah hmm. i'm i'm happy i'm glad i'm 
I, I really enjoyed it. I was I'm surprised how much I enjoyed watching this again. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I like it. It's a good movie. Are we gonna rate it? Yeah, I guess so. What? Yeah. Do you wanna rate it? I'm gonna give this movie eight apes. Eight. Strong. Strong eight. Out of ten. Eight out of ten. Yeah. Eight Go eight. ahead, Bisa. Nine. Nine apes. Nine. I, all I wanted was a little more of the, like you were talking about, the disbelief that apes can talk and what does that mean to them. That, there was mm-hmm. none of that in the movie and I wish that that was, that was a bigger bigger issue to draw, dwell on. <sighs> Fuck. Um, I don't know. Like, seven is too low, but eight is too high, but 7.5 seems rude. <laughs> like... 7.75 yeah. out of 10. Yeah, without any rounding. Yeah. I I don't know. There's just like some things that really bother me. Hmm. But on the whole, I mean, the movie is really great. You know, I mean, it's definitely worth watching. I just wish like, I hate, I was Oh, I guess we haven't released that episode yet. We did, uh, we recorded a thing in between doing all these apes movies that will come out in the future. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess with the last one with rise as well, I was talking a lot about like modern movies Mm. and just like the, like the modernness takes, you just lose so much. Like those movies are classic, And a part of their being classic is because they deal with like these pretty heavy and complicated thoughts and you just don't really get that in these ones. Like this one's definitely heavier than Rises, but it's still not nearly as heavy as like the subject matter of, I would say, any of the original ones. Hmm with the exception of like maybe the fifth one because there's not really a whole lot of anything going on in there. Yeah. Or this one does the what the fifth one was trying to do. It just does it better. But yeah, I don't know. I just, I wish there was more. I hope that the next one, we finally start getting like the like head scratching, like whoa moments. You know what I mean? Mm. Like there's a lot of whoa moments in this, but they're all whoa moments of like, holy shit, like that shot's really good. The CGI is amazing. This is, I like watching these two characters interact with each other. I like seeing this world, but it's not like, like thought provoking stuff. I just want that. I, I was, uh, I hate to go back to this stuff, but I like the thought. I thought there was thought provoking. I like even that moment at the end when Caesar, touches heads with that guy and he says apes started the war and you won't forgive us and it's like oh shit you know what he's right you know yeah but that's just all like really obvious it's not the same as like i don't think so like to me i'm like okay this little conflict's over can we just can we just spread apart just go back to where we were the apes go back to the thing and, and and humans stay in san francisco and why can't they just go back and stop stop the war right now can this conflict just stop now and and caesar's smart enough to go it, it can't stop. Y'all won't forgive this. Yeah. And it's like, and the guy, and the guy's like, yeah, it's true. It's yeah. Not, it's not, I don't, I think that's a, that's pretty, uh, in tuned kind of comment to make. Like it's, Hmm. I, I, I think it says something very interesting about conflict and why it escalates. Why, why do he, why, why do we just escalate conflict when it seems like there's so many ample opportunities to just back off? And it found this moment to explain why not. It's like, uh, I like it a lot. 
Yeah, but that's like so. I don't. Uh, I don't know. We're never going to see eye to eye on this. <laughs> uh, well, we're only let's see, point two five of a star rating difference. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, like I said, the movie is great. Um, honestly, like the more that I've been listening to you talk, the lower I want to uh, rate it. One, I said <laughs> one point one point two five. Yeah, star, right? yeah. Yeah. Like, your math's wrong because yeah. I know math. <laughs> So anyway, I guess that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and uh, check out the other shows on Body Tape International. And I think next week we're going to kind of talk about the timeline and do a whole overhaul of all of the movies leading up to... We're only two weeks away now, guys. Maybe we'll do some more predictions for what we think is going to be in the movie. Oh, did you want that spoiler that I accidentally walked into? God, really? I mean, I don't I'm, know that it's really a spoiler. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll give you two teasers, okay? So, we finished this movie, and I was on IMDb because I, I wanted to see like who played who, specifically the the kid and, and shit, just mm-hmm. whatever. Anyway, uh while I was on there, I saw who played Caesar's son and I was like, oh, I wonder if he's going to be in the next one. Yeah. So I looked up War of the Planet of the Apes and saw, or excuse me, War for the Planet of the Apes, mm-hmm. which is the next one. Yeah. And I saw top build for that one. Woody Harrelson. Andy Circus. The person that plays Bright Eyes, Blue Eyes. Koba. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. And I was like, so is he okay? And I scrolled a little bit more. I like couldn't <laughs> I stop couldn't myself. Uh, and next I see is a, a young girl named Nova. Uh, and I was like, that's the one. He was oh, trying really? to hide from that was you. the one oh, I was trying I to hide from him. Oh, yeah. wait from him. Yeah. Y'all it, both saw the trailer though. You know that the they, they released one. a second trailer that was, like, I thought don't you watched watch. it. Y'all were talking about it. No, no we I haven't seen it either. There's three, tra- I think there's three trailers and the latest one has a bunch of spoilers. in. I haven't watched. I've only seen the original first trailer that they released. There's a spoiler guys. Necessarily a spoiler because it could just fucking be someone in the movie. I mean, like it doesn't even mean anything. It's a little girl. <laughs> it is a little girl. Okay. Mm. So Dakota Fanning Fanning's in this one? No, she's never been in anything else yeah. except like Disney movies. I mean, I was like, who the fuck is this? I'm chick? assuming Nova's gonna go by the way that like Caesar goes, where it's like a name of a you know. Yeah, yeah that's exactly what I was thinking. Because yeah. I don't know if. Nova lives to be two. Well, we know years for old. a fact. Okay, all right. So let's set up one more thing about at the end of this movie before we get into the next movie in a couple of weeks. At the end of this movie, right before they blow up the tower, they say we've made contact with the, the military, army yeah, and yeah. they're on their way down here now. Right. So that's very limited amount of time that we're working with between this movie True. and the next True. movie. There's not a 30 year gap between one. Right. Other, so yeah. like, even if there's, there is no conceivable way that there would be a small child named Nova that has lost the ability to speak from years of uh, fucking the same mole people. Yeah, no, 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 she's just, she's, I guarantee what she is is she's a human that's raised by monkeys. You know what I think she, she is? I think she's 
I think she's the oracle and they're going to go visit her <laughs> on the mountaintop and she's going to be like, she's definitely, yeah. she's definitely going to be a mogwai yeah. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's definitely going to be like a jungle bookie. Yeah. Yeah. I can see yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, she's got blonde hair and blue eyes. So. I know. I know God. everything. You know. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, they're just really driving home this Nazi stuff. <laughs> I don't like that. Well, you know, we if take gonna, what artists give, give me to a us. No, a Nova, give that bitch some fucking gorgeous brown some hair. Gorgeous Burnett, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's got to compete. She's, she's got, got, got a, great hair. That's a legacy. Right? Yeah. yeah. That's a legacy. <laughs> I don't know. That's it. All right. Wrap, well, I guess we're wrapping it up. Yeah. We'll continue with predictions and timelines and everything next week. All right. Bye. Bye. bye.